And we are back. Mike Cernovich, Danger and Play, Gorilla Mindset. Let me know how the audio is in this podcast. I have not done one in a while, and I had to play with the audio settings and the microphone settings. And people have asked me, Mike, why haven't you been doing podcasts lately? And it really is a testament to lifestyle design. Why haven't I been doing a podcast? Wi-Fi has been bad. Um, the microphone, I bought a new microphone and got rid of my other one, which was too heavy to travel with all the time. And then I couldn't get the new microphone to work. Yada, yada, we can call those excuses or not, but I've just been writing more. So if the only thing I had to do was a podcast, I would have just spent a whole day or two days and optimized my lifestyle for podcasting. But fortunately, you know, I have other things going on. But the idea is, guys and gals and everybody else you got to organize your life to get what you want done you can't have drama people you can't have negative people you can't have idiots in your life you can't waste time you always got to be learning otherwise you're not going to get anything done i mean so much of my life is just lifestyle design lifestyle optimization how do i get so much work done how do i write so much well i wake up and I go write two to four hours every day, no matter what. How do you, how do you sell books and how do you do this? How do you do this? Everybody who buys a book and lets me know, I thank them or I favorite their tweet. I try to retweet. I'm always at the game every day. I haven't had a day off in a long time. I think the longest I've been off the internet is 18 hours. Now, some might say that's healthy or not, and we're not here to talk about that, but I don't know. Let's just talk about it. <laughs> you know, what you know, what have I been up to? What's my approach to life? How can you kind of use this for your your benefit, you know? I'll, and I'll tell you what, how. When I think about it, you know, who am I? What am I? How do you define yourself? I would just say that I'm kind of a tinkerer. I'm a tinkerer, you know, people who are like mechanics. You're always just up to something. I'm always into something new. I'm always trying to figure something out. I've never been that person who says, I'm going to revolutionize the world and this is groundbreaking. You've never heard anything like this before, ever, ever. I just sort of play with things, man. I, I tinker away. Right now, I'm at the Dead Sea. Well, how do I get to the Dead Sea? Well, I had a skin problem we've talked about before. And I looked into everything. What works? What doesn't? How can I improve? Tried things, disregarded other things, but I'm always tinkering. So now I'm at the Dead Sea, and I, I listen to my my. I don't, you know, I don't even know how to say this. Binaural beats, uh, re remineralizing my skin, meditation. I've been doing these Wim Hop breathing exercises. Even though I've had my own breathing techniques, I, I saw somebody do something else, right? Because I'm always tinkering. So now I'm experimenting with that trying that stuff out, trying out new things all the time. You really have to tinker because that's when you reach these breakthroughs. You don't suddenly wake up and hallelujah, I found the meaning of life. In fact, sometimes people think that they have found the meaning and they feel really good for about a day or a week or a month. But at the end of the day, life is, I don't want to say a grind because that is such a bad connotation. But life is a grind, man. It's every day. Every day, your cumulative habits, your cumulative knowledge, your cumulative skills, your cumulative actions, your cumulative thoughts. 
everything adds up. That's why you have to keep tinkering with things all the time. Uh, you had a good question at the, the seminar. Smart guy said, Mike, how you know, how do you figure out all this mindset stuff? This gorilla mindset stuff out. And I said, Man, I just tinkered and I tinkered first with myself. So many of us we don't have an honest self-awareness of ourselves, an honest self-assessment of ourselves. Who are you really and what drives you? Uh, one group of people you see this in obviously is fitness people. Now, I don't have anything against the fitness community and I'm not anti-fitness, obviously, but you'll see all these men especially, you know, they throw their clothes off, they're in their underwear, look at, you know, look at me and they'll tell you, oh yeah, I want to inspire people. I want to change the world. I want to touch lives. I mean, no, no, you don't. You know, you have, this isn't a judgment. This is just who you are. You want people to suck your virtual dick. You want people to tell you how great you are. You want people to put you on a pedestal and say, wow, you are so hot. You don't, you don't really want to inspire people. You want, you want validation and you crave that. Whether that's good or bad is a different story. In my view, it's bad because you're always going to be a slave to what other people think, what other people say. And then you're always going to judge how you look and how you feel based on how it's going to play with the crowd and how other people are going to think. That said, maybe it's good for you, but if you're not honest, you're not going to be able to figure out what's going right and what's going wrong. Another example, you know, using that same kind of fit bro mindset is, you know, people post all these semi-pornographic pictures of themselves and then, well, why don't people take me seriously as an intellectual? I, I always thought that was kind of funny coming from men and women. You know, women, you know, they'll show their boobs and why don't, why does anybody take me seriously? And men do that too. They're running around, you know, looking for every opportunity to be the center of attention, looking at every opportunity for people to ooh and all over the body. And then they're wondering, why doesn't anybody care what I have to say about anything other than, you know, abdominals? Well, because that's the image you've created, and that image you've created is based on your desire not to inspire or to change lives or to help people, but to, to get admiration and to fill your ego. So, But I've always been aware of that. You know, I'm always aware of my strengths and weaknesses, what really drives me. And that, that has been my number one, I don't know, my number one asset because when you have a high degree of self-awareness and you kind of figure out, okay, you know, here are my vulnerabilities. Here's what hurts my feelings. Here's what makes me feel really good about myself. Here's when I, in, in terms of marketing, here's when I buy something. This is the last product I bought. Well, how much did I spend? How did that person find me as a, a client? How did they sell me? Okay, well, then I'm going to go and figure it out for myself, right? For other people. Well, how can I get other people to find me? How can I make other people feel good about themselves? Because I know what makes me feel good. And we're not that different. We like to think we are special and unique and precious and nobody is like us, but we're really, we're really not that different. We're not that special. We tend to want the same things. We want people to recognize us. Now, we might want to be recognized for different things. I, for example, would rather have somebody recognize me for being intelligent than for being good looking. It's, it's funny. Some, uh, you know, objectively speaking, I'm a handsome guy. People say, oh yeah, you know, you're good looking or whatever, but that doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. I don't really feel anything about that because my self identity is not wrapped up in my body or my face or how I look. It's, it's wrapped up in my, my intellect. 
you know, if somebody, a good experiment for this is to think, well, if somebody wrote an article about you and they really want to do a hit job on you, what would and wouldn't bother you? Well, if somebody wrote an article on me and they said, you know, Mike Cernovich is really ugly. He's also a complete and total sociopath, but he's also very smart, so be careful. That would just, like, send me to the moon. I'd be so happy, right? You could say, oh, yeah, he's ugly and... You know, the only reason women would be with him because they think he has money or because he can give them, you know, e-fame. None of that, you know, none of that would um, move the needle in terms of how I feel. It wouldn't make me feel better or worse, but it's like, yeah, I'm smart because I still, that's my identity is being an intelligent person. That That's what I value most of all. Now, I don't value it so much that you can hurt my feelings because everything that you want validation for can become an avenue for people to hate on you. People could say, well, you know, Mike is really stupid. What, does it bother me? No, it doesn't really bother me because most people who say that aren't really smart enough to, to comprehend how intelligent I am or to comprehend what I'm doing, they just don't have any idea. But this is, again, honesty. you got to be honest with yourself. How do you really want people to see you? Think about five people you admire. If I asked those five people, what would you say about this person? Well, what would you want them to say? Would you want them to say that you're a good friend, you're compassionate, you're a good father, you're a good mother, you're a good sister, you're a good husband, you're a good brother, you're a good businessman? I can't answer that for you, but that's the kind of question that you want to ask. I mean, that's how you figure out what really gets you off, you know, because something gets us, all of us off. And then when you find out what gets you off, then you start to ask yourself, okay, am, is I, am I acting as if? And then am I acting as if that's consistent? Uh, you know, using myself as an example, again, I'm you know, a relatively good-looking guy. I'm a smart guy. All right, cool. If I didn't realize that my looks don't really, I don't really care, then I could live inconsistent with my life. I would be, you know, Instagramming pictures of myself and spending hours photoshopping every image so that every little, you know, thing is taken in and boy, you got a little bit of fat in your stomach, you better, you better photoshop that out. So I'd be spending hours a day trying to make myself look better looking for the world, but, and then I would make myself so hot and then people are like, oh God, you're so good looking and, you know, whoa. But I would just, I wouldn't feel anything. It wouldn't do, it wouldn't do anything for me. I would say, well, wow, I spent all that time doing it. But I do spend a lot of time, yeah, I want people to think I'm an intelligent guy. I want people to think I'm funny. I want people to think I have a good sense of humor. I want people to think I'm insightful. So that's what I kind of spend my time on is, you know, how can I work on that intelligence aspect of my life? How can I be smarter? How can I learn more? For you, it might be completely different, man. Maybe you don't care if people think you're smart. Maybe you don't care if people think you're a nice person or if you're compassionate or considerate empathetic. I ain't telling you how to live your life, but you got to find out what is it that really turns you on? What is it that really gets you off? And that's how you come close to discovering your passion. If it really gets you off that people are, you know, they find you attractive, then spend a lot of time being attractive. Figure out, you know, read everything about how to be good looking, figure all that stuff out. But no, how you spend your time has to be related to what you really want, what you want deep inside yourself. And if you're not looking deep inside yourself, then you're never going to figure this stuff out. You know, another another kind of approach I take to life is I'm always trying to make everything I learned cumulative, even things that might not be related. One such example is 
uh, yeah, I did all this military leadership training and I've read all these leadership books. And, you know, so I was a uh, second lieutenant in the Army Reserves, done infantry training. Well, I use leadership tactics from the military in my marketing. Well, what do you mean? In the Army, in every service, and if you read Sun Tzu, they talk about the importance of giving medals to people. You People want medals as in, you know, for valor, for service, for accomplishment, whatever. People like recognition. People like to feel good about themselves. People like to feel important. So I view it as absolutely a crucial function of my online endeavors to ensure that I'm giving recognition to people who are doing good things. And that doesn't always mean recognition to people who are saying, Mike, you're great. You know, retweet this because you're awesome. No, I'm always up. What are the guys up to? I'm always asking. Every day I wake up. What are the guys up to? Before I even think about myself, I'm always thinking, what are the guys up to? Okay, you know, if a guy's got a book, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to try to make sure I link out to it. If it's really good, I want to write a review of it. I always want to give people recognition. And that is just military leadership 101. Give people recognition. And when you give people recognition, that makes you a stronger leader. And they're going to give you recognition too. But too often, especially in social media world and the vanity world, the narcissist world we live in, people only want to get recognition for themselves. They don't want to give it to anyone else. You, you can see that all the time. You know, how often do, does a person that you follow on social media link to and share information that other people wrote that they're not going to get any kind of direct benefit from? And even when those people do, they always got to put on the line, oh, yeah, my friend wrote this or a guy I know did that. Even when they're linking to somebody else's stuff or promoting someone else's stuff, their little petty egos has to put them in between the transaction. They can't just say, here's a really interesting article that I think will help improve your life. Check it out here. It's always, oh, yeah, my friend wrote this article. Well, it's, it's always about you. And that's bad leadership. And that's why those kinds of people don't do um, well in life. They don't excel because you have to recognize other people and you have to bring other people up with you. That has always been my big commitment is the higher I rise, the more people I'm going to bring up with me. Now, I've made a mistake a few times. Some people are pieces of shit and I have to be careful about who I do bring up with me. And a lot of people are manipulative and they only want to use me and, and not figure out you know how they can help me out. But most people aren't going to be like that. So I'm always looking, how can I bring people up with me? When you do that, it, it does a couple of things. One, one is, you know, they, as they say, the people you meet on the way up, be careful because you're going to meet them on the way down. There's no guarantee that your star is going to continue to rise forever. On the other hand, people who are good people, when you bring them up with you, they want to bring you up higher. Their game gets higher. Your game gets higher. Everybody increases their game, and it should be like that in anything should be like that in your personal life. It should be like that in your business life. I'm always, you know, my friends, I'm always trying to bring them up. And, and this is the point even where if people don't want to come up to where I'm at, you know, I don't even want to know those people anymore. I just, I, I kind of say, you know, I want people to be where I am and I want to be with people together, but I'm not going to go down to the level people are at. People have to kind of go to level, not kind of, I mean, people absolutely have to come to the level I'm at. Come where I am, and I'm glad to get people lift up, but I'm not going to go down, you know, go down to their level, to the low consciousness. And that's leadership. You have to view yourself as a leader, as having a vision, and then you have to look at how can I bring people up with me? How can I find, you know, five guys 
who are maybe way, you know, lower level, how can I bring them to the higher level? That's what leaders do. And then you start to treat life like a team sport. You start to treat your business like a team sport. You get real hard players. Everybody is going to get stronger together. And again, that relates to the whole cumulative skills thing. And everything, everything I learn is about what I do. Okay, can I be a better speaker? Can I breathe better? Can I get deeper insights into myself? Can I learn about, you know, binaural beats? Can I learn about search engine optimization? I mean, can I learn about marketing? I mean, let, I mean, let's talk about marketing for a minute. You know, people always say, Mike, you know, well, they don't say this much anymore because I proved everybody wrong. But they used to say, Mike, your, your, your marketing is crazy. Your social media is crazy. You're doing yourself a lot of harm. Well, they don't say that much anymore. And that goes into you have to have a vision for your life, which is another topic. But think about Wim Wolf, right? Wim Wolf is off the charts incredible. Until recently, when he got the Vice special and the Joe Rogan thing, he wasn't very well known. Not many people knew about him. And I believe he's 56. So the question would be, well, why would more people in the world know about me than Wim Wolf? Well, my stuff is great, but it's completely different than his, and his stuff is freaking great bad marketing right how do you get attention now not everybody has to do what i do to get attention but you have to learn marketing so marketing is about getting my message out how can i so i treat and again it's cumulative everything i, I learn i want to connect to something else podcasting how do i do podcast i just learned how to do it man i did a podcast with the guy I don't know, maybe it was a month ago, it was a while ago, still hasn't posted yet because he doesn't edit his own um, podcast. Now, to me, you know, that's just absolutely insanity. I don't, I don't understand. I mean, how can you produce the content at the pace that I do if you don't know how to do all the skills? Like this podcast, I know how to edit it. I'm going to finish recording it. I'm going to edit it, upload it all by myself, write my own show notes at Danger and Play all by myself. Upload it all by myself. Promote it all by myself. I know all this stuff. You have to learn it or else you just can't be that productive. And you're always going to be at the mercy of other people. And that's why a lot of people fail. So I don't really view any task as beneath me. Now, obviously, I'm going to outsource, outsource things when, that are going to take me too long. But I still have to know how to do them. And that, again, comes to cumulative knowledge. Just don't learn trivia. I don't watch sports. I don't know sports statistics. I don't know. I don't care about trivia. You don't want trivial knowledge, random bits of information. You want cumulative skills that are going to help you in your life. Public speaking is going to help everyone. Writing is going to help everyone. Grammar is going to help everyone. Marketing is going to help everyone. Copywriting, learning how to write an article that sells your product or service is going to help everyone no matter what you do. Leadership is going to help you in any area of your life. Military leadership. You don't have to learn tactics and strategy, but the whole idea of how do you motivate the troops? How do you make people feel good about themselves? How do you make people feel valued? That's all military stuff, and it's all going to connect. Cumulative knowledge, cumulative skills. You know, Habits and routine, too, kind of relate to cumulative skills because we are what we do all the time. We are our habits. We are the habits of our mind, the habits of our body, the habits of our heart. And we don't think enough about that. And oftentimes, you're not even aware of your habits until there's a major disruption. You know, a weird thing happened to me the other day. I couldn't get my delete button to work on my 
MacBook. I have this the new MacBook 12 inch. And the, the way the keypad changes that if you type too hard, it hurts your fingers a little bit because the keystroke is, takes something like 50% less force. The delete key takes even less than that, so my left or my right thumb started twitching because of how much pressure I'd put on the key to make it work. And then finally, I could barely get my right right hand thumb to work. And I said, okay, I'll just stop using my, not thumb, pinky. <laughs> I stopped using my pinky on the delete key. And then I realized like, wow, I delete a lot when I write. Now, that, why is that? Why do you care? This seems dumb. Not really. It's just the idea that when you're writing, how often are you just writing without worrying about typos? Just letting the animal within flow out of you. Not very often. And also it just shows that here, you know, here I was doing something all the time. You're using the delete key thousands of times a day without even realizing it. And that makes you kind of wonder in your life, you know, what, what else, what am I doing all the time that I, I mean, I'm not even aware of that I'm doing, that I'm kind of mindless. And it doesn't mean good or bad. So much of what I want you to take away from this is just raise your consciousness. Just be aware. Just know what you're doing. It isn't about judging it right away. It isn't saying, okay, I, I wasted my time on this today. Don't even use words like wasted and I can't believe I did that mistake. Don't even do that. Just become aware. What are you doing? How are you spending your time? What are your habits? You know, another point I want to make and, you know, this this is a cool podcast, I think. Let me know what you think. We're, we're sort of rambling. Maybe I'll call it my life philosophy. But kind of like how do you get from A to B, you know? Avoid that black box thinking. Look inside the black box. And here's what I mean. Years ago, I was in college, and I wrote down all these goals I had for my life. And one of them was I want 18-inch arms, 18-inch biceps. How did I come up with that? You know, I'm just a college kid. I think my arms like 15 inches, maybe 16 inches. You know, somewhere I must have heard that 18 inch arms are big. And of course, that's why you want to always analyze everything you do. What, why did I pull up 18 inch arms? Why not 17 and a half? Why not 19? You know, why not 16? What, what's the, what is the difference? A lot of our thinking is black box. We don't even know why we want what we want. You know, and, and now I know at my current age, 18 inch arms, I've probably had them at a higher body fat. If you're ripped or even very lean, 18 inch arms are fucking, they're gigantic. They're huge. Now you don't appreciate that at um, 21 or whatever I was in college because yeah, everything's a black box. People just tell you, oh, this guy has 18 inch arms. Well, you don't know. Nobody's measured it. How do you know they're really 18 inches? You know, how, you know, how often do you, do you see anybody take a tape measure on their arms and say, this is what an 18 inch arm with a lot of vascularity looks like hardly ever it's a lot of things everything is like a black box and as part of my tinkerer's mindset i'm always trying to like figure out that black box I, it's coming up too like i know a few guys released a book and one guy told me he said his book is going to sell a hundred thousand copies and i was like man you know I'm, I'm not the dream killer i don't kill dreams but well why this person is not um known Nobody knows who he is, doesn't have a big website, um, he's going to self-publish it. So, you know, how do you get from A to B? That's the black box, right? You got to look inside the black box and figure out how to get from A to B. Well, to sell, you know, if you sell 100,000 books, Google Minds is at 12,000. So you're going to sell, you know, eight times what, I'm, what I've sold. Or, yeah, let's, let's talk about lifetime sales or whatever, you know. 
I told this person that I expected to sell, you know, 10,000 the first year. I've exceeded that, and he, you know, said he's going to sell 100,000 of his books in the first year. Okay, so how, you know, how do you figure that you're going to do 10 times what I did when, you know, you're not even 10 times, you're not even one tenth as known as them? It just doesn't make a sense, right? So, you know, I, I tried to explain this, but a lot of people, I don't know, maybe people like that black box thinking. That, oh, yeah, I'm just, they pick up a, a random number just like me as a college kid. I'm going to have 18 inch arms, you know, one day. Well, no, I mean, I unless I use a lot of box stairs, I will never have really lean 18 inch arms. And I, and I know that now. I also know if I do want 18 inch arms, I do know how to get them. Um, I know what drugs I would need to take, and I could get them. But the idea is that. College kids, you just think, oh, yeah, you know, a couple of years, I keep lifting hard, eating my five meals a day, getting that protein powder, take that creatine. I'm going to have those 18 inch arms. Well, no, you know, you're not. You're not going to. You know, so look inside that black box. You know, how do you get to A and B? How, how do you come up with this, you know, random, arbitrary, you know, number or accomplishment? Is it based on research? Is it based on actual transparent data, actual honesty from people? You know, usually not. The people, now, you know, unless you're an idiot, you know everybody was on steroids. But back then when I grew up, you didn't really know. You didn't have the internet. You you trusted people who wrote these magazines and you thought they were honest people. You realized they're all common and sociopaths. But now you can kind of know. So in every area of life, whatever your goal is, you know, look inside that black box. If you say, you know, I'm going to get a million, I'm going to make a billion dollars. Well, okay, um, a billion dollars is a thousand million. So how are you going to make a million dollars? Because if you make a million, you got to do that a thousand times. <laughs> so most people, you know, most people haven't made a million dollars, and they're going to tell you that they're going to do a billion dollars. Well, okay, great, be a billionaire. I'm not going to tell you you can't do it. How are you going to get day to be though? You know, how are you going to make a hundred thousand in one pop? How are you going to get one check for one hundred thousand, or do one product launch for one hundred thousand dollars? Or open one business that makes a hundred thousand dollar profit for a year. You know you got to go there, and that kind of goes to my next point of my life philosophy is you know dream big, start small. I have massive dreams. I'm going to be way way bigger than I am now, and I I've, I have these visions. You know I, maybe I'm going to do a website that could take on Vice and take on all these Gawker type sites, take on all these Buzzfeed. Why can't I look at Andrew Breitbart? Look what he did. Why can't I do that? I ask myself. The answer is there's no reason I can't. And I mean, I have been. I've just been on a tear. And I've been on a tear for 10 years, but I didn't really know what I was doing as well. But the past year, every, every metric is just skyrocketing and every metric is still going up. But I'm not going to tell you I'm going to have a big site like Vice next year. I might not have a big site like Vice till I'm 80. You know, you got to start small. I dream big, but every day it's just plugging away. Every day I'm waking up, not above anything. I'm working on my breathing. I still do my cold showers, contrast showers. I'm on Twitter. I'm making sure that everybody who reaches out to me feels the love. I'm making sure everybody who, you know, reviews Gorilla Mindset or I have a new book out, Danger and Play, Essays on Embracing Masculinity. And it's very like a best of danger play. I'm making sure everybody feels the love every day. Now, even I can't do it now because things have been growing so fast. But everybody knows that I make an effort to reach out to them. And only really entitled people ever get butt hurt. You know, people who 
they're just unreasonable and you could never you could never do enough to make them feel appreciated and loved and that that's every day that that's small you know you can you know i know guys who are like i want to grow my website bigger and i'm like would you haven't even replied to every comment on your site you have four comments and you haven't thanked or replied to every person who commented on your site how the hell are you gonna have a big one you know what are you gonna do when you have a big one well, well, you know, yeah, that's the difference between delusional thinking and black box thinking versus real thinking, right? Real mindset type thinking. Think big, dream big, dream out, dream outrageous dreams and daydream. Think about what you want. But every day you got to take a small step to get there. And that's what I do every day. And then that's where it links back into the whole tinkerer's mindset. Dream big, take a small step, ask yourself, okay, maybe this step didn't work. I've tried a lot of things with a lot of different people. Okay, that doesn't really work, but this works. And then you find out what really hits. And then you become a genuine expert. People say, well, how do you know so much about search engine optimization? I'm not a computer scientist or data scientist. I'm saying, well, I've written several million words on the internet. I figured out what performed and what didn't. And that's just because I'm always tinkering. And then I experiment with what I think to be true about the world. I do something and then that proves it or doesn't, or right or disproves it. It's always, always be tinkering. Develop that tinkerer's mindset. Keep an open mind. Never stop experimenting. Make your knowledge cumulative. Always try to think of, am I learning something today that is going to tie into what I know about the world already and expand my knowledge about the world? Learn how to be honest with yourself. Develop that real empathy for yourself and others. If you feel bad, if you feel good, if you feel sad, if you feel happy, just pause for a minute and say, well, why do I feel this way? What led to this feeling? And then ask yourself, how can I make someone else feel this way? And you can you can use that for, for good or for, you know, trolling. I know how to make people feel good, but if I want to make people feel bad, I know how to do it. And yeah, I've, I've joked that I use my knowledge of self-help and vulnerabilities to destroy you know my, my adversaries because it does work it works both ways find out what makes you feel good and bad and then you can use those to your skills you know always know your habits always figure out what you're doing by day just be conscious don't even judge them right away just start off with a little bit of self-awareness get inside that black box figure out are your dreams realistic maybe they are but maybe they aren't for today right or this year maybe you know i didn't i didn't think i would ever sell 100,000 copies of gorilla mindset i thought 10,000 in a year would be great i'm at 12,000 at four months four months and i realized oh, okay 100,000 is actually realistic 100 but i'm saying 100,000 over the next 10 years right or maybe the lifetime of the book so 100,000 is still that's a big dream but every day i'm always asking myself are you selling books today are you something that's going to sell a few books what are you what are you doing and often that means releasing new books. So we do have a new book out, Danger and Play, Essays on Embracing Masculinity. You can get it on Amazon. And also, you know, you might not hit it big for a long time. Just remember that. That's why you dream big, you start small. Just because you're whatever age you are doesn't mean you fail. You're never going to fail until you die. And when you're dead, you won't know it anyway. So keep dreaming big, but don't daydream. Don't look inside black boxes. Don't believe in fairy tales take a small step every day and then ask yourself is this working or if it isn't all right thanks for listening in let me know what you think about the podcast about the audio quality and if you haven't already picked out my pick up my latest book uh, danger and play essays on embracing masculinity you can find it on amazon until next time this is mike cernovich